This is another message from Glory City Church by Pastor Catherine Renala. For more information, go to glorycitychurch.com.au. I want to share with you a little bit from um, Nehemiah. I've been reading Nehemiah and um, it always encourages me. But if you've got your Bibles with you, if you want to turn to Nehemiah chapter 4, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to encourage you tonight. I'm writing a new book at the moment. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you feel to pray for me in the coming weeks, I'd be grateful. I need, a, I need God's grace and God's help to really communicate what he wants to communicate. But um, Nehemiah chapter 4. <laughs> Bless you, Brian. Thank you, Jesus, for help in writing my book. Um, Nehemiah chapter 4. But it so happened when Sanballat heard that they were, we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish, stones that are burned? And they, they began to just mock it and said, whatever they build, even a fox goes on it, he'll break down their stone wall. And, and Nehemiah was given the, the commission by God to supervise the rebuilding of the wall. But people didn't like it. People did not like the idea of people, uh, of, of the, the Jews rebuilding the wall, rebuilding Jerusalem. And they started to experience so much opposition. And then even the people, uh, the, um, all of the building that was going on, even at times the people would say, oh, it's just all too hard. This is happening. And they'd look at the problem. It says here in verse 10, Judah said, the strength of the laborers is failing. And there's so much rubbish that we're not able to build the wall. And so they were facing threats from without. They were facing threats from within. They were facing people discouraging them. They were looking at the circumstances and thinking it's overwhelming. But Nehemiah kept saying, no, we need to keep our focus. And I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting us in this season to keep our focus because God is about to do something glorious. Hallelujah. Shalabosuka. Um, I'm just going to keep reading. It says here um, in verse 16 So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction, while the other half held the spears, the shields, the bows, and wore armor, and the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other they held a weapon. Every one of the builders had a sword girded at his side as he built. And the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. I'll, I'll drop down to verse 21. So they labored in the work and half the men held the spears from daybreak until the stars appeared. At the same time, I also said to the people, let each man and his servants stay at night in Jerusalem that they may be our guard by night 
and, and working party by day. So neither I nor my brethren, my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me took off our clothes, except that everyone took them off for washing. They didn't even, even when they were washing, they had their spears and their swords and everything close by. They didn't do anything without the swords close by because they understood there was opposition to what they were doing. I want to tell you, in this world, you will have opposition. You know, when you get saved, it's glorious. You become brand new. You have God with you. God is for you. Who can be against you? But he also says that we need to fight the good fight of faith. That he's given us weapons that are not carnal, but they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. He's given us armor. He's given us the sword of the spirit. And we need to recognize night and day that we cannot afford to forget that we are in a war. We cannot afford to let our guard down, but we need to guard our hearts with all diligence. Hallelujah. Because out of it is something so precious. It flows the wellsprings of life. Hallelujah. You know, it doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing, whether you're in a good place or a difficult place, the enemy is looking to surround you with discouragement. In fact, he want, if he can't discourage you one way, he'd, he'd like to try another way. Um, a little further on, you can read that um, they, they couldn't be successful in, the, in one way, so they started to say, Nehemiah, we need you to come down and talk to us. We just want to talk to you about some stuff. And Nehemiah was like, actually, no, I'm busy. That's right. No, the work I'm doing is too important to come down and be distracted by you because he knew that if they could get him down off the wall, get his focus off the cause and what he was doing, they could get him. The Lord is looking for us to keep our focus on that which is important, on the one thing that is that we might bless God on Christ and him crucified, that it's all for him. Hallelujah. I was just reading about, I've, I had the privilege of um, being, uh, having some of my articles in a, a Bible that they've just put out, um, a spirit-led woman Bible, and they just sent it to me the other day. And, but Heidi Baker's got a little article in there too, and I was reading that today. And she was saying she was in a season where uh, she was just going through so much. Babies were dying, friends were despising her and, and betraying her. She was going through financial difficulty. They were being falsely accused. They were, it, just, it just was intense. But she says in times like that, she says, what we do is we become even more deliberate to focus on the one who is worth it all, to focus on Christ. And we've, we've got to recognize that like Peter, when the going gets tough and things start to look difficult and even brothers and sisters and people around you are saying, oh, it's all too hard, you have to remember that like Peter, when you get to that point, I've, I've been to that point. And then I remind myself, where else am I going to go? You alone have the words of life. 
That's what Peter said when Jesus said, are you going to go too? Peter said, where else am I going to go? And the reality is, he is my life source. He is, he is all there is. You can't give up because if you give up, it's not going to go suddenly peaceful and nice and quiet. You just get trampled. You fight or you get trampled. That's the choice. And trampled is not fun. And it's not fun for the people around you. But I tell you, I've got some great news for you. The Holy Spirit has already won the victory. And He is there and He is your help. And His help is amazing. Hallelujah. I remember going through a season in my life um, many years ago. I was pregnant with Joseph and there was so much going wrong. And at, on top of that, you know, if anybody, any of the ladies here have been pregnant, you know your hormones don't necessarily uh, help with the emotions. Anybody give me a wave, you know what I'm talking about? Everything gets amplified. So not only was I going through a horrifically difficult time, I, I was feeling it in an amplified way. And I got very depressed, very discouraged. I felt like nobody was understanding. Nobody could understand what I was going through. I actually got to the place where I, I was like, God, I don't know what to do. I know I'm not allowed to commit suicide. It wouldn't be fair to my children and my family. It wouldn't be right. It would be a sin. Where, what do you do when you can't even kill yourself? I'm serious, that's where I got to. But I tell you, God is there when you are in that place. God is there. But He's not looking to give you sympathy. He loves you, He cares about you, but He wants to bring you truth. He wants to tell you, hey, lift up your head. I'm putting a sword in your hand and I want to help you use it. I've made a way of escape for you and it's time to get up. Hallelujah. During that season, I'd get afraid to be alone with my thoughts. In fact, if I, if I didn't have distractions going on around me and I started to go there in my thoughts, it would be like this spiral to the point where I was actually afraid of being alone with my own thoughts. I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but that's what ugly depression looks like. It's like, ugh, you know, you understand. And I'm, I'm just being real with you here so that I can help you. So I, I recognize, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to live in this place or am I going to get up? So what I decided to do is, okay, I need to change the channel. When the thoughts come, I need to change the channel. And the only way I was able to change the channel at that stage was actually to replace it with something else. So I'd get, I'd get, um, I, when I even went to have a shower, I'd put some teaching on. I'd have good old Joyce Meyer playing and I'd have her speaking and sharing a sermon so that I was thinking about something that was true. If 
I was doing the dishes rather than let my thoughts wander, I'd have a sermon going. It was back in the days of cassette tapes. And I had a big tape recorder I put on the bench. It was about this big. And, I'd, and Joyce, I'd go, I'd find every video um, and tape place that lent out tapes and I'd get and I'd listen to everything. And I'd just keep it going because I needed help in that place. And nobody, there was no human that could actually help me. A lot of people tried, but I didn't want to see anybody. I was so miserable. Tom helped me, but you know, he can't do what God can do. And he had to go to work, and so I'd be left alone with my thoughts. But God knows that if you are deliberate to not live in that place, but to say, no, Lord, I'm going to recognize I'm in a battle and I'm going to start picking up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and begin to use it, that's when breakthrough starts to come. Hallelujah. Even this morning, like I'm in a wonderful place now. God has given me great uh, favor and strength and faith. It doesn't mean that the battle ever stops but the battles are different. But even this morning, early in the morning, I was starting to think about just details about something and I was going over and over and over and over and in my head and it was keeping me awake. And so I decided that's enough of that. I'm gonna get up and change the channel. And I thought, I've just wasted three quarters of an hour going over something in my head that was not even worth my time or my thoughts. And I've, I even now have to recognize that we need to be vigilant, to be aware of what the enemy is trying to do. When he says, come down here, you need to say, actually, not going there. I, I remember um, my old uh, mentor, Pastor Jim, I, I had a... a something small but, but traumatic happened and um, in fact it was my dog I had run over my own dog and killed it and I was so, it was so devastating and every time I had to go past that place I would be tempted to think about it and so I talked to Pastor Jim about it and he said Catherine every time you come to that spot in the road put your hand up and say I'm not going there devil and so I would I get to that place I go I'm not going there devil and I'd think about deliberately change the channel, think about something good. And you know, God has given us power by the Word of God to change our focus, to set our minds on things that are pure and lovely and of a good report. This is the weapons that we have. We have the Word of God. And the Word of God is designed to bring us life and hope. Hallelujah. Hope and a future. The plans that He has for you are for hope and a future. What He's got for you is to, for you to walk in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. When the enemy wants to come and sell you, uh, you know, let's think about how bad you've been. You need to say, not going there, devil. And I think about the fact that Christ is in me. That it's no longer I who lives. And what's Christ going to do today? Hallelujah. We need to be vigilant to recognize that this, this uh, book of the Bible, Nehemiah, is actually the Holy Spirit speaking to us today. 
and reminding us that there is an enemy that does not want you to uh, build and do the things that God has got for you to do. He is against you, but God is for you. Hallelujah. And we need to pick out the weapons of our warfare. We need to take the sword of the Spirit. If you've been playing over in your mind fears or anxieties about something that might happen, you can pick up the Word of God and say, Thank you, Father. A thousand may fall at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come near me, for you are my God. You are my protector. Hallelujah. And you know the Holy Spirit, He is right there all the time wanting to help you. You don't have to just try on your own to bring out a scripture, but you ask the Holy Spirit for help because the Bible tells us that He makes a way of escape out of every temptation for us. And He knows the way. When you're tempted to get angry, when you're tempted to get discouraged, when you're tempted to get caught up in, in fussing, he already knows your way of escape. So rather than just trying to do it on your own, God says, acknowledge me in all of your ways and I'll make your help. You know, I like to practice being aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit continually, 24-7, I want to be aware that he is standing with me. I want to ask him about the mundane little things in my life as well as the big things. I want to talk to him as the one that is closer than a brother, loves me more than any mother. Hallelujah. My magnificent Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God himself is with me to help me. You need to open up the Bible and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Before you even need uh, help, before you're even in the, the situation, God's got the answer for you. So you need to make it a priority to open up the book in the morning. Amen? Read it and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Give me a word. Don't just scroll through Facebook looking for a scripture. Open up the book, read it, allow him to speak to you, allow him to refresh you, allow him to encourage you. Ask him for something and keep reading till you get it. And if you don't get anything there, open it up somewhere else. Holy Spirit, where do you want me to read? He'll speak to you. You'll begin to learn how to fellowship with God in his word. Hallelujah. It's your strength. It's your encouragement. So often I find that what I've read in the morning suddenly applies later on in the day so amazingly. Who knows what I'm talking about? But God is looking for us to be on guard right now because I believe that he is birthing some great things. He's in the process of doing some wonderful works. And we need to be like Nehemiah and say, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. That's what he said to them. I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. You say, well, that sounds arrogant. No, 
If you have been born again into the kingdom of God, then you are doing a great work in serving Jesus. I am doing a great work and I am not going to go down that rabbit trail of that thought processing. I am not going to get into that negative slide. I am not going to think about that which is ugly, which is, which is depressing, which is discouraging. I'm not going there, devil. Put your hand up and say, not going there, devil. I tell you, it works. Hallelujah. God is looking for us to recognize that you are not a victim subject to everything that goes through your head. Neither are you defined by what goes through your head. But you have power to put a stop to it to replace it, to cast down the vain imaginations that would exalt themselves against the knowledge of Christ. Worries about your business, worries about finance, they are vain imaginations that exalt themselves against the knowledge of the one who said, my plans for you are to prosper you. If any thought doesn't line up with who he is, it's a vain imagination. And God is looking for us to be fully aware and fully awake, hallelujah, so that we are not trapped into going down the little side path that he wants to bring you down because he wants to hurt you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to rob you. But God comes to give you life, hallelujah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Our wonderful Jesus, he's so wants us to recognize that we don't have to live in mediocre misery. He didn't create you to have an ordinary life, to wake up and manage to get through the day. The Bible says righteousness, peace, and joy is what the kingdom is, and the kingdom of God is within you. So when you wake up and you feel like you haven't had enough sleep or you're tired, instead of imagining what's my day like going to be like today, I haven't enough sleep, it's going to be miserable. Anybody ever been sold that? You need to say, not going there, devil. The truth is, the Prince of Peace lives on the inside of me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. I'm going to anticipate the goodness of God today. I'm going to re rejoice and say, you are good. You are for me. In my weakness, you are strong. I'm going to think about that which is pure and lovely and of a good report. Hallelujah. I'm going to deliberately take time to imagine right now what today is going to look like, what people are going to feel when they hear the sound of my voice. Whatever you're doing, imagine it. If you're serving behind a counter, before you get there, imagine how they're going to be impacted by the sound of your voice with the kingdom of God on the inside of you. So that by faith you release that instead of just trying to get through the day. Is this helping anybody? The Holy Spirit is your secret weapon. He is with you all the time to bring all that you need to help you. God is for you. But unless you wake up and remember it, you don't actually get to use it. 
We need to be fully aware and fully awake. We need the Spirit of God to help us. Uh, you know, I, could, I can speak till I'm blue in the face, but when you start to cry out to God and say, Lord, I believe that you have what I need today. You are my daily bread. Whatever my heart and my flesh cries out for today, you are the one that provides for me. I believe, Lord God. I'm going to pray. Give us today. Give me today my daily bread. I'm going to expect it. I receive your strength. I receive your help. I receive your word. I'm going to open the word of God. I'm going to expect that you're going to feed me and help me. I'm going to expect, Lord, that as I lift my voice to you in prayer today, you're going to refresh me. You're going to strengthen me. You're going to encourage me. If you don't know what to pray, just pray the Lord's Prayer and believe that He's hearing you. Hallelujah. God's not impressed with the number of your words. He's impressed with your faith. Hallelujah. He wants to refresh you. Our magnificent Jesus. I believe that, you know, it's a basic word, it's a simple word, but I believe if we begin to apply it, we'll live like overcomers. God's not called you to be under attack. He's called you to be seated in heavenly places with Him and to recognize that you get the privilege of fighting the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. The enemy is an opportunist. He won't just attack you when you're doing good things. He'll try all the time. But I tell you that God is 24-7 surrounding you with his favor as with a shield. He is 24-7 rejoicing over you with singing. He has his angels given charge over you to guard you in all of your ways. Hallelujah. If you're feeling discouraged, you need to get up, shake it off and say, I'm not going there, devil. I will rejoice. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. I'm going to fix my thoughts. You know, I still do that now in that when I'm getting ready in the mornings or if I'm um, just even doing anything around the house, I, t I've, I take the opportunity to put the audio Bible on or to listen to podcasts. I, 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 I like to make sure that my life is stewarded well. You know, I like times of silence and being quiet with God and praying. I'm not afraid of my thoughts anymore. But I still like to make the opportunity to feed on that which is good and healthy. I find that if I, if I take time, no matter what my evening has been like, if I take time at the end of the night to fill my thoughts with things of God, to fill my thoughts with His Word, to meditate on Him, to think about the great plans that He has, to begin to worship Him, to bless Him, to listen to something good, to read something, to read the, the Word of God, listen to a podcast, I find that I start having God dreams, that I wake up because what goes in is what comes out. I guard my heart because, you know, I can't afford to pollute my spirit because I, am, I'm, I have an agenda, and that is I want my life to count. I don't want to squander what I've been given. I want my moments, my life, my thinking to be purposeful, to be meaningful, and I've found the meaning of life. His name is Jesus. 
And if I actually believe that, then I will give myself wholeheartedly to it. And that looks like something in the practical. That looks like deliberately keeping your thoughts on track, keeping your thoughts on track, reminding yourself the truth of what he says, beginning to talk with him, walk with him, uh, take time. Now, one of the biggest attacks that comes against the body of Christ is the, is the attack against their identity. The enemy wants to tell you you're not doing well enough, you're not trying hard enough, you're a hypocrite, you don't pray enough, you don't, you don't worship enough, you don't read the Bible enough, you don't, you don't, whatever it might be. When that voice comes, you need to say, I'm not going there, devil. Hallelujah. You need to be a bit help, more helpful here. This is an interactive sermon. <laughs> when the enemy comes and he says, um, Ah, oh, you know what? You're pretty pathetic going into worship tonight and you've only like spent 10 minutes a day with me. You know, what, who do you think you are? What do you say? Thank you. <laughs> Not going there, devil. This is the truth. God is for me. He looks at me and he loves me. And you know, the more that you believe that, it won't empower a sloppy life you will begin to live what you believe. When you believe that you are forgiven, that you are loved, that you are full of power by the Spirit of the Lord, that His strength is made perfect in my weakness, that He, when I confess my sins, He is faithful and just to forgive me my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness, I will live believing that His grace is sufficient for me. When you begin to walk in that, you don't want to be sinful. You want to live as your identity is, the truth of who you are. God has called you to be light in the world, salt and light. To your family in the morning, in the evening, he's called you to be a blessing. You've been given a, to be a blessing to everyone you come in contact with. Everybody that you are set up to say hello to tomorrow is a divine setup for you to release the presence of God. That's why the enemy works hard to distract you with dis discouraging thoughts. Because it's so hard to see when my eyes are on me. It's an old Keith Green song. It's so hard to see. When my eyes are on me. But I tell you what, the enemy's always trying to get his eyes, your eyes focused on me, poor me, myself. Oh, it's miserable, what am I going to do? He does it all the time. Because the Lord says, I am the lifter of your head. He's not called you to be focused on yourself. He's called you to lift up your head because he's the one that makes his face shine on you. When he makes his face shine on you, you can't help but respond. He doesn't do it to say, you should do this. He knows if we'll help you. When he lifts up your head, when he lifts up your head and he makes his face shine on you, you can't help but get happy. Because what you see, what you behold, you become. 
Ah ah. Chouka la borsou. Ici, look at his face. <laughs> In fact, you're the center of his attention. You are so loved. And you go. <laughs> Why would you not do that? Because the enemy says, hang on, we need to think about this. It's, it's very serious. Come and think about this. You go, actually, I have a very important work. That is to behold the face of God. <laughs> I am too busy to go down that track. I'm not coming down. I have a great work that is to be adored by God. <laughs> to adore Him, to love Him, and to shine the light of the glory of God to everyone around me. I am preoccupied. I'm not going there, devil. Father, I'm asking tonight that you would come and that you would cause us to become fully aware and fully awake to the reality of the war that's going on around us, of the greatness of the power toward us who believe, to the weapons of our warfare. Lord, that you would help us to be fully aware and fully awake to the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, to the comforter, to the helper, that you would help us Lord, to recognize and discern good and evil, that you'd help us to discern the voice of the enemy and the voice of God. Lord, that you'd help us, Lord, to recognize quickly when the enemy comes and to, stand, uh, to fix our thoughts on you. Father, we ask for your help. You know, he's so slimy that he even wants you to make you feel bad that you had the thought in the first place. But your thoughts are not your definition. The enemy will bring a thought. I mean, did Jesus feel bad when he suddenly started having the, the temptation, you should just turn these stones into bread? Did he go, oh my goodness, I must be terrible that I even let that thought in my head? But the enemy tries to condemn us about the thoughts that he puts in there. When you're a new creation in Christ, it did not come from Christ in you. It came from the enemy. And he disguises himself with your own voice. Come on. I've given you all the clues tonight. He's there. He wants to help you. If it doesn't sound like hope and a future... If it's not righteousness, peace, and joy, it's not coming from you, and it's not coming from God. It's coming from the enemy. You have been crucified with Christ. This is your new identity. Anything else needs to be rejected. Hallelujah. So, Father, we say thank you. I thank you for peace. I thank you for grace. I thank you for freedom. I thank you for joy in the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord, for your great grace. Lord, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.